find your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is up, everybody? Deaver here. Super, super excited for this monumental episode 20 of the Free Parking Podcast. Uh, I'm joining the boys live from sunny Florida, and uh, alongside me, my co-host, Bush. Boys, back, episode 20. All the way across the country, we're in different states, and we're still doing episode 20. You can't, you can't bother us. You can't phase us. The electricity's too high. Across the country, across the, across the Atlantic Ocean, or wait, down the Atlantic coast. Down anyway. 95, 95 south. Also, also joining us is our producer, Jim. Train doesn't stop, brothers, and we're rolling on. Even Deaver's in Florida, and we're still cooking. Episode 20, let's go. It's crazy, yeah. Like you said, I'm I'm, I'm miles away, and uh, we're we're about to record our biggest episode yet. Uh, quick little plug, quick little announcement. Stay tuned for later on in this episode. We have our biggest, our biggest guest yet coming up. So thrilled about this one, Vinny Papali, University of Delaware football standout. Ever heard of him? Uh, an aspiring pro pro football player. Bush, I'm I'm excited you brought this one to the table, and uh, glad uh, Vinny had the chance to join us. So just just super amped how this one went, and uh, you're going to love it. Yeah, Deves, awesome stuff out of Vinny. Great to finally get our first special big guest on uh, on episode 20. I feel like it's only right. Um, you know, fellow Blue Hens, man, we stick together. So you guys are going to love this one. Uh, and Deves, while we're on the football train here, we might as well get right into our post-fantasy matchup here because uh, you edged <laughs> me. You, you, edged you, me. you want to bring that up? I, I didn't think you'd bring that up. I was kind of leaving leaving a, a dead dog to lie, but uh, you want to talk about it. Okay, we can talk uh, about it. Yeah, I want to talk about it briefly um, because uh, I want the listeners to know that I'm not giving up, that I'm still fighting for the sixth seed or the fifth seed in the playoffs, and I will make noise for all those of you uh, who voted for me to win this matchup. I'm doing this for you. Yeah, yeah three and six. <laughs> three and six is really making noise. Sorry, uh, what, three and five? Three and five. Three or five, just totally, totally rattling cages at this point. I knew I was going to win the entire time. I wouldn't really. I, I don't talk a big game usually. I knew I could this time. I really You're knew full I could. Of shit. You I talk really a big knew game I could. I You're a full of game. shit. I, I, I walk the walk. I talk the talk, and that's and that's what happened here today, folks. Uh, in 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 week uh, what was it week week eight? Um, no, I had I had it in the bag the entire time. Justin put up a noble fight, a noble fight, but. Uh, the master won again, and uh, the young Padawan has some more training to do uh, before he, you know, steps up in the free parking league and makes some noise. Uh, in all honesty, though, in all honesty, it was actually a fantastic matchup. I think we couldn't have scripted it better uh, between you and I. It came down to Monday night, and uh, and my Steelers. Uh, Justin had Juju Smith Schuster. I had James Conner. I believe I was up by six Five. or seven. Five points at that point. Five points going into Monday night. So it really was squaring up to be a um, a dogfight. Um, and just to kind of talk about that game, I was actually on the road um, after landing in Florida. I was streaming. <laughs> I was probably illegal. Streaming on the ESPN app the game. And I uh, had it propped up on the center console of uh, of the ride on the way uh, the way to the hotel. 
But yeah, Steelers went down early, 14 nothing to the Dolphins. Honestly, I wanted to shut it off there, drive off the road, whatever have you. Um, and, and I was also worried, right? You're down 14 nothing to a team at home. You're going to start passing the ball a bunch. And I thought Juju would have would have turned it on, which he did. He had an, I mean, it was, I think ESPN put out the, the top plays of this half of the season. Um, his touchdown catch, um, where, where he kind of, kind of mossed a guy. Um, and uh, and juggled the ball and scored. Um, but Connor Connor pounded the rock um, on Monday and uh, secured me the dub. So um, Bush, you go zero and two against me so far this season, and um, can't wait to meet you again because it, I changed my name this week to Bye Week versus Bush. I can just kind of coast. I can kind of coast when I play you, and it's just it's it's been a great time. So thanks thanks for that uh, thanks for that dub. So I, you know, I hate talking about what ifs and, you know, and you're, I know, I already know what you're going to say here, but, um, let's put it this way. I didn't start somebody and that person, if I had started them, I would have beaten you by 20 points. I would have beaten you by 20 points. Yeah. I already know what you're going to say. Don't even say it. I know. You, I know you made a mistake as a general manager. And the biggest regret you can have in fantasy football is leaving points on the bench. If I go out and lose week in and week out and I had my best team on the table, there's no regrets. There's no regrets. They didn't perform. There was bad weather. They didn't get the ball passed to them, whatever it may be. But if you go ahead and you put points on the bench, that's a miss by you, man. And and you got out coached. You you were a Belichick to a uh, Adam Gase or whatever you want to call it at that point. And uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll we'll keep moving on. On we're on the week nine. We're on the we're on Nader, and uh, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about Nader here on out. We're uh, we're not we're not talking. Yeah. About speaking of speaking of Nader, um, real quick, this guy. This guy put hefty money on me to beat you on Monday night, and uh, that did, was nuts. Did, did he bet that was you? nuts. He did immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some noise in the free parking group chat Monday night. Nader was all fired up about the matchup and it was like six o'clock or actually right before I took off. And um, he was throwing some 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 triple figures around. <laughs> he was throwing triple figures around on this on this uh, on this gamble. And uh, I talked him down a little bit because, you know, I mean, hey, it's all in friendly competition. But uh, I went up against Nader. I bet against myself. Kind of Pete Rose that action. Um, so Hall of Fame should still be eligible if you bet on yourself. This is a topic for another day. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. He never bet on himself to lose, and neither did I. Bet on myself to win, and uh, and I did. So uh, I cashed out with uh, Bush's tears, and I cashed out with uh, with Nader's uh, Venmo. So uh, thanks for that, there, Bob. Have fun. Have you, fun. Uh, podcast. You you play Nader this week, don't you, Deaver? I do. Yes, I'm looking at the projectives now, and uh, you're 185, and he's 184. So it's shaping up to be a pretty good match. It's another dogfight. Yeah, Nader and I both have a lot of guys on by. I believe we both have three stars on by. Um, he's got to get another kicker. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got the only guy that's that's out. So he yeah. will be projected to score more than you. Yeah, I, I made a waiver wire request. Honestly, it was the best email I've ever gotten at 4 a.m. Uh, today I woke up and saw that I got uh, Derek Carr off the waiver wire. I, I need a quarterback. I don't have a, a, two of my guys run by this week. So um, in a two-quarterback league, uh, Derek Carr was remaining. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But like I said, on a Nader, I already made my moves for the week. I'm pretty stagnant. Watching a couple injuries, but uh, we're, we're moving on to uh, – we're trying to get to 7-2. Uh, and two, So – that's enough of that talk. Let's get into college sports real quick. Uh, I know we don't dive into it too much other than, um, you know, some, some local stuff, um, s- some of our favorite college teams. But huge, huge news for the college sports. 
uh, I guess, world, as well as uh, the gaming, the gaming world, right? The NCAA had just had, you know, oh, hold on, hold on, I'm struggling with this word, unanimous, a unanimous vote to pass um, college athletes getting compensation for their likeness. Um, and that kind of just comes down to, you know, for, for years, college athletes weren't able to get paid for their brand, for their personal brand. Um, I'm kind of speaking on this in, in, in layman's terms and kind of to my understanding. But, um, you know, if you ever walked in Dick's Sporting Goods and you bought a Penn State jersey, if you're if you're a local or a Rutgers jersey, you didn't notice the name on the back of that. Um, the NCAA video games, uh, EA Sports, NCAA football or, or basketball went away because of this, because players, Ed O'Bannon uh, from UCLA, look it up if you're if you're kind of in the sports biz. Um, there was a lawsuit. Uh, I'm not going to get into the, I guess, nitty gritty of it. But basically, players were looking to get their get their, you know, their brand uh, monetized and the, the, the NCAA shut it down. Just recently, this Justin, um, they've passed it and we're in the beginning stages of these guys actually getting paid for the amazing athletes that they are. Um, and, I'm, and I'm fired up. Go get, go get paid, guys. Yeah, it's about time these guys are finally getting paid for what they uh, what they bring out because, dude, you look at basketball, you look at football. I mean, college sports in that aspect are so – there's so much money there. You look at Zion. You look at um, – name slipping my mind at the current moment but the quarterback for clemson um like these guys are all just top okay. tier yeah these guys are all just top tier and they're all but even the, go back but even go back to the other athletes right like the johnny manzels of the world you know back in the day when he was playing in college we talked about him last week on the pod but you know jalen hurts whoever whoever it may be at the current time or, or years ago um these sick athletes i mean and go from a nike adidas under armor sponsorship like these guys could get paid for rocking a certain pair of cleats or basketball shoes or, or dude, a girl, uh, you know, a girl rocking an awesome STX lacrosse stick, right? I mean, they they have a chance to get paid for that because you know their likeness is is positive to a certain brand, um, and they never were able to. So, um, from from something as big as as a shoe deal or a Nike deal to you know being able to be on a, a local car dealership ad, they weren't able to do that before. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's amazing. I think it it, it moves towards you know true fairness in the game and um who who doesn't like it i mean even the league you know finally you know hands down voted on it to to, to pass it it's been a long a long time coming and uh i'm looking forward to it so i have two more things to add here uh one being ham actually texted us the other day and uh, a guy that i played lacrosse against in high school went on to delaware to be an all-american division one athlete um standout and he actually said he's going after delaware um i don't know how far he's going to get but um based on our information that we got a former division one athlete is actually going to go back at his alma mater to see you know give him his money or I don't know what he's plans on doing, but I know he's going to attack his former school. Second thing here that I wanted to get out is this is big for women NCAA too. This could potentially, this could be potentially really good for women's sports, professional and college, because now women in college that are Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or Jordan, whatever you want to have, um, they will be, you know, be, become faces and bigger faces for the university if they become these sponsored athletes. So um, good for women, uh, good for women in sports, and just good for the NCAA and, and those athletes all around. One interesting point is kind of almost like how they're, um, and again, I'm not too 
too tied to the legality of it, but you know how they're how they're legalizing marijuana in certain states, right? Recreational marijuana, and wasn't there a certain kind of Cinderella period if you got charged with recreational marijuana that um, it was kind of rescinded due to this law being put in place that it's legal now? Is that is that true? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I have an idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I, th- I thought there was something, at, and again, sorry for not having the, all the terms spelled out, but I'm pretty sure there was something where, like, you know, within six months or within a year of you getting something and this law being passed, getting charged with something, you kind of got it wiped away. What I'm getting at is, what I'm getting at, this has been happening for a long time, and a lot of people have been getting in trouble for it, um, is making money off of their likeness in college sports, whether it's... Um, you know the guys from the the Fab Five in Michigan. They were they were taking money from certain donors. Um, the guy from you talked about it the other day. The guy from what Arizona was Arizona yeah. basketball basketball coach. Uh, it's it's time and time again. You know, um, taking money from 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 Adidas or or other sponsors. Um, it, is there any grace for them, or is it are they lost? And 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 if they did it this day and age, they'd be fine. I'm not sure. Go ahead. Dude, another thing you said, you brought up the Arizona coach, and I, I, I once again read back into it because I was very intrigued as to this whole scenario. Dude, this guy was FBI wiretapped. That's how serious they took getting players, you know, their money that for whatever. This guy was FBI wiretapped, and now it's totally legal. Like it's just right, like, right. Is there any is there any grace to those people? Like within two years of this, I I don't know. You know, whenever they started to kind of pass this vote in NCAA court board, I don't know what you want to call it, but um, or these guys just beat. You know, I mean, OJ Simpson signed. Uh, I think he got he got caught for for selling uh, some signed footballs. You know, there's guys getting caught for signed footballs and things like that all the time that that are in college athletics. So, um, let's bring up OJ on the pod. That's kind of a, a dark topic but anyway regardless um yeah so I, I don't know what happens to the, to the folks that got caught in the past but let's just look to the future and uh it's good stuff i mean maybe we ask uh maybe we talk to Vinny about it here briefly and see if he had any anything in the pipeline that he couldn't really do while he was in school it's just funny to me dude because you look at you look at these guys getting fbi wiretapped and you think when you think wiretap you think like organized crime you think like meeting with yeah. the president of the United States yeah. or, or like, it's just, it's college basketball and these guys yeah. should have been getting paid in the first place. And you're, you're, you're freaking wiretapping some guy because he you has guys, a shoe deal. Like you have, you have guys on, you know, that, that really some some of these people came from nothing, right. In, in, in both men and women's college sports, they came from nothing. They're, they're working with very little, right. Say, say they're not on scholarship. They're, they're fighting for meals. They're fighting for housing. Um, they don't have it. And they're a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete that's making thousands upon millions of dollars for a certain school. Who isn't to say that they shouldn't be making money uh, or a percentage of that? So for them to be able to go out and, and get paid, it's been a, a no-brainer for me for a while. So I was thrilled to see the news. Um, we'll see what shakes out of it here in the coming weeks because, like we said, it's in the infancy stages. Um, but yeah, really, uh, really looking forward to, um, to these, you know, phenoms kind of being able to make money off, off themselves, just like, you know, it's the American dream, just like everybody else is. So, yo, Deves. So obviously this is a major, uh, 180 from football and, and college football here, but world series game seven is currently going on in the background here. Um, yeah. 
the intern in our group chat is absolutely losing his mind. He's sending pictures left and right of like what's going on. Um, matter of fact, he actually wanted us to talk about the Washington Capitals tonight. The guy's out of his damn mind. I swear, this guy's just shooting from the hip at all times. <laughs> the interns, at, the FVP intern Timmy Duke's out of control. Um, but yeah, let's let's be honest, Bush. Let's be honest on the pod. We love it. Yeah. We love yes. it. The kick comes it, from the Raptors all the time, and he's really working to himself to a, a full full time position once he's uh, once he's done his time at James Madison University. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. If you're, uh, we'll test him right now. If he's yeah, listening true, to this, true. yeah, we'll test him right now. So, listeners, uh, we'll let you know if Tim shoots us a text and says uh, thanks, boys, um, right now. If he listens to this, if he uh, doesn't, if he doesn't, in the words of Mister Forty Five, you're fired. Fire. You're fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So, so back, to, back to some World Series, dog. Yeah, Bush. What do you What do you got? Did you watch? Uh, I mean, you had to watch Game Six. I mean, I've been I've been ripping it in the hotel room every um, every night. I got it on right now. What do you, What do you got? You're not a baseball guy. Oh, well, actually, are you a baseball guy now? Today in the group chat, I think in one of the original podcasts, one of the first five episodes, one of our topics was this whole baseball versus lacrosse debate, and we were talking about. I don't know if you saw. I think it was from from the Dodgers series. I don't know if it was this year or another game. The intern again sent in a gif of Max Scherzer, who's throwing tonight Game Seven. Uh, the one, you know, the one, one, sorry, the bicolor-eyed wonder. He's pitching to who knows who, uh, but if you zoom in on his face, he says, "I'm gonna f you up. I'm gonna f you up." I'm gonna, as he's going through his windup, he keeps saying, "I'm gonna f you up, you bitch," <laughs> and he throws it. And Justin replies, "That is absolutely terrifying. I wouldn't want to be up there swinging." And you said for the longest time that that wasn't the hardest thing to do in sports. Could you imagine that guy doing that to you tonight? Game seven. All right. World Series. So when I when I messaged in the group chat and I told you and, and I said I don't I don't know who said that. I never said it was it wasn't the hardest thing to do. I said that being a goalie in lacrosse is more difficult. I never right. said it wasn't the hardest thing to do. Regardless, that's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about the World Series. Game six, pretty bonkers. Um, I'm glad it didn't affect the game. Did you see the whole Trey Turner call, the first base, the play at first base where he got called out? Yes. I'm glad it – what I have to say about it is I'm glad that it didn't affect the outcome of the game. Um, Honestly, I don't have a huge opinion on the play itself. As a former first baseman, I think FPP Bryce could attest uh, he needs to be able to make the play there. But at the same time, I've been pulled off the bag, you know, time and time again. It's tough. It's tough. The guy was floating around on top of the line. It's almost like a foul ball or an offsides in hockey. It's one of those bang, bang plays. Twitter went nuts. It was absolutely viral. All I can say is I'm glad that if he was safe or out, it did not matter. The Nationals ended up winning that game. And uh, we're seeing history here in this series that for the first time ever, the away team has won every single game in, in in a championship series across all major sports. I saw that statistic and it got me thinking that uh, do do baseball crowds really create a home field advantage? Yeah, I, in the playoffs, like, as in the, much in as the football, playoffs, in the I would I'm not going to weigh it against other sports. Your question was, do they you know do they yeah they give a home field advantage for sure. I mean, think about I'm, I'm picturing back to the, you know, the Phillies World Series runs, man. They had the white towels waving uh, and, and I guess Phillies is a different animal. But, yeah, they, they, they definitely do. That place gets loud, man. I was in Yankee Stadium this this year for the Yoffs and Timmy could probably attest from the World Series a couple nights ago. Um, even though the Nationals lost while he was there, 
Um, no, the place definitely gets much louder than than your normal July, you know, afternoon Saturday game. Yeah, I was gonna say because we went to a we went to a Phillies game, and obviously Philly crowds are always pretty brutal, like twenty four seven. But I just couldn't picture a baseball crowd amplifying the performance of the home team. I just I, to me, I don't see it. But, but I mean, obviously, home field advantage is it's created for a reason. So um, as you're yeah. saying this, as you're saying this, it's bottom six, zero outs. The count is one zero. Every single fan is on their feet. They just should, they just do the shot of the third baseline. Every single fan is on their feet. I, if that's not electricity, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. Right, right. Yeah, no, it makes makes sense to me. I was just I just don't picture it, but it makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, you know, it's actually really funny with uh, uh, <laughs> because because it's the Nationals and because uh, Timmy, all right, the intern is just so uh, is so involved with them. Um, dude, I was tell, telling you the, uh, last night. How funny it was when we just typically talk about business in the group chat, talk about business, and then Timmy comes in with an absolute haymaker from the top ropes and just obliterates the group chat with some obscene statement <laughs> that, that just totally throws everybody off. And, dude, I like like you said earlier, man, dude, we love it, man. It, it's great having this guy around. If he, didn't, if he didn't listen to this podcast, he might as well leave the group chat. He might as, if he didn't hear, we probably mentioned him tonight more more than we've mentioned anybody other than us three in the group chat in, in, in the podcast ever. Um, but yeah, man, the kid comes off the top ropes. He's really working for that uh, that full time FVP position. And uh, hey, he's got an icon. You want to talk about those for a second, dude? How about that yes. absolute fire? <laughs> so. Yes. Two shout-outs on my end. One shout-out obviously goes to Carly Danya at Carly Danya Artwork, um, who was the creator of all of our icons. We had Bush and I at first, then we had Hammonds, and, and we said, you know what? The entire team needs this needs this look. It's too good. It's too good to pass up. So we got the entire team done by Carly, um, and as well as an entire team graphic. And then my second shout-out, is to the ever elusive, the ever creative, the ever um, magical Jim Gordon on the sticks to pump out that awesome video, kind of highlighting each of us and uh, you know showing showing the team in over the past uh, that we've assembled over the past couple of months, and uh, it's it's just absolutely electric. There, there was only one way to, to go about episode 20 week. It was to release everybody's cartoons. It was to release sick video with the cartoons. Couldn't do it without the whole crew. And then, dude, I mean, episode 20, we got one of the biggest uh, biggest local names. We got we got Papali on the pod. I mean, like, what episode 20, listeners, what more do you want? I mean, honestly, at this point. You know what, Deebs? I think, uh, I think it's... An- Time for us to take a little break here, talking about the whole crew, talking about everything but episode 20, man. It's about time we, we bring on the guest. Enough talk. W- what do you say, Deves? Let's do it. Let's send it to him. And now we'd like to welcome on probably our biggest guest to date, three-time all-conference selection in high school football, a member of the Super 100 New Jersey Football Club. He played in the Aussie Bowl, the U.S. Football International Bowl, the Blue and Gray All-American Game, a mini Maxwell Award recipient, an Oakland Raiders and Washington Redskins rookie camp invitee, University of Delaware wide receiver standout, and honor student, and honor student, don't forget that, Vinny Papali. Vinny, welcome on the pod, man. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on, brother. It's been uh, it's been nice, you know, talking uh, talk with the old high school buddies to get you on the pod, but, uh, you know, it's pretty seamless, not going to lie, man. 
Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, we have some rivalries back in high school playing lacrosse, so should be fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, we were going to get to that, but if you're bringing yeah. it up now, we're we're going to get right into it. Yeah. <laughs> You right. may not remember, but I hear it from Bush probably probably once a week. He's like, dude, if we were, if we were watching it, dude, I played lax against him. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened? What happened, Bush? Who got the uh, who got the upper hand in those matchups? Well, let's put it this uh, way: I was I was a goalie, yeah. and this guy this guy was yeah. standing on the crease, just ripping shots at my legs. So there's yeah. nothing much I could do there. Yeah, I probably hit pipe the whole game. So that's <laughs> the story of my life with lacrosse. <laughs> True that, man. True yeah. that. So probably the most important question in this interview, Vinny, uh, I, we were pushing back. We were trying to figure out what time the pod was going to be recorded. Re- I want to start with what track were you playing today and uh, what did you shoot? <laughs> That's what I want to start with. That's the most important question. It was actually called – well, I'm in Florida right now, and it was actually called the Florida course. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's actually what it was called. And it was actually really nice. First time I were playing, it's in Stort, Florida. Shot an 89. So it wasn't – wasn't too bad. I left a lot, a lot of putts out there, which I'm still eating myself over. So, it is what it is. But I had fun. Got uh, sprinkled on a little bit, so wasn't too that's bad. A, that's a typical Florida way. That's in that's near Tiger's neighborhood, right? That's that's near Jupiter. Yeah, that's where I am right now. That's where I live right now. So, leaving a bunch of putts. That sounds like Bush. You guys, you guys will get along. <laughs> no, I I am just not like three putt all day. It's just killing me. Hey, so, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, that's for sure. 89's not too bad. I, I take an 89 any day, especially if you're playing a course like that. So good yeah. stuff. Yeah, that no, was fun, though. So let's start from the beginning, dude. We, um, you were a three-sport athlete in high school. We already talked about the lack stuff, obviously football, and then a little track and field. Um, when did you really think that college football was kind of going to be in your future? I mean, I, you were playing a bunch of stuff. When was, when was football kind of the, the focus for you? Uh, I mean – I guess sort of my whole life, I guess that was the route I wanted to go. Um, but I also played the other sports, obviously. Lacrosse was probably like my second sport. But even before high school, I knew I wanted to go with football. It's just I'm not going to sit around in winter and spring in high school and not do anything. So I, used, right. I did the winter track and then I did the lacrosse in the spring. And lacrosse actually for me was really co- uh, complimentary, especially playing receiver. And being attacked, like working around the crease, it sort of complimented uh, playing football, getting in and out of the breaks. So, I mean, it wasn't that too too much different as far as the football or footwork aspect. But, I mean, having the stick in the hand was obviously different. But it was it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Nah, I'm sure you're pretty natural. You put up a couple uh, couple Genos against this guy. So, yeah. uh, I'm sure it was a good time. <laughs> it was fun. I, I, not, all, not with my right hand, only my left, though. I hated my right. Yep, yep. <laughs> So, um, how did the how did the whole University of Delaware thing come about? Like, were you looking at a bunch of schools, or a bunch of schools looking at you? Um, anywhere else you visited, and, and how the like, whole you know how the whole process go when you picked uh, to be a Blue Hen? Um, it was actually not that much of a process at all. Like my senior year, I think in my fifth game uh, it, of the football season, I broke my collarbone. Maybe the sixth game, I'm not too sure. Okay. So it was cut short. I was getting recruited by a lot of, like bigger schools, like the FBS schools, and uh, once I broke that collarbone. All I heard was cricket. So, and Delaware hadn't offered offered me yet. I really didn't have an offer yet when I broke my collarbone. So I was sort of scrambling when that happened. So, and then, I mean, I was talking with Delaware, and then I didn't get offered until December twelfth, maybe my senior year. And I broke my collarbone in early October. Or actually, I might have broke it on Halloween. I broke it on Halloween, I think. Wow, today. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I broke it on Halloween, and um, yeah, my season ended, and I. 
didn't think I was – I thought I was going to have to walk on somewhere. I was almost going to go that route, um, but I ended up getting the offer from Delaware and uh, ended up being a good fit, and I'm glad it all worked out. But for a second there, I didn't know what I was going to do. It sounds like everything worked out for the best. You know, it was a good it was a good fit. Probably wouldn't change it for the world, right? Yeah, um, I usually don't like to live in the world. Like you if can't. I you back, can't. If you I went back, would have done this or would have done that different. Where would I be now? But I mean, that's not a real good way I think to live. And yeah, I think everything happens for a reason. And uh, yeah, you took good. the injury, made the best of it. I mean, how was the experience playing at a at a smaller school? How was how was the University of Delaware instead of you know going up against the big you know the huge D one names? Did you find the kind of a niche there playing against that in that conference? Uh yeah, I mean. I mean, the, the CAA, what we played in, was basically the best conference in the FCS. Like year It's year. nasty. It's nasty. Yeah, so there's some good players, and we would always play in FBS school every year. So there's – and all the kids in that conference are all FBS transfers. Like, it's all, like right. – it's a revolving door in that, con- in that conference. So, I mean, there's good talent. Um, there's no shortage of that. And uh, there's a lot of guys each year, even on my team in Delaware, who go to the NFL. So – I knew committing there, like it's always been a dream of mine to play in the NFL. So I knew committing there, I wouldn't be throwing that totally out of the window, and I would yeah. definitely get looks because I mean, we there was only one year I think that I was there where we didn't have a guy go to the NFL. I mean, and even FBS schools have guys who don't go to the NFL. So right, the yep. have track record was pretty cool. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Playing in college, I looked at your 2018 schedule. You know, your your, your last year, uh, North Dakota State. James yeah. Madison. I mean, those are nasty. Yeah. Those are, those are nasty. Yeah. yeah. That, that place was pretty wild up there. They have the dome up there, and they 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 get loud for sure. They're like, did they win back to back national champions? Seven of the last eight national championships at our level. So that's um, where where would you say the toughest place to play was in that in that conference? Like in your time at Delaware, in the FCS in general or the CAA. Um, in general, either, either, or toughest place you played in that, you know, cause a lot of people maybe don't, you know, we don't get to watch them on TV unless we're looking for them. Yeah, yeah, I know. Honestly, probably North Dakota state, they have a dome and they pack like almost 25,000, 30,000 in there, but it's like supposedly one of the loudest in all of football, like in America. And they're just like the whole time right on top of you. There's, their stands are like at a 90 degree angle. Really? So and the whole time they're just yelling, but. Yeah, it was pretty loud. And then, yeah, other than that, probably JMU is in our conference. Yeah. So that was a pretty fun place to play. So One of our boys will be happy to hear that. He's a uh, he's a Duke. Yeah. Um, but North Dakota, I mean, I guess they have nothing else really going on there. So might as well just go to a, a college oh, yeah. football game like, and have Saturday, a couple pops and get loud as any. Once Saturday hits in the fall there, it's like a it's like a holiday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone's out and everyone goes to the game. So it was pretty cool. It was a cool experience to just – we, we got, we got, we got our, uh, got beat pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We won't talk about the final score, but that, yeah. that's cool. You got that experience. Um, so wait, one question I have just before we kind of wrap up the whole Delaware stuff, unless Bush, at, Bush, you have to have some more UD stuff. We'll probably go into kind of the, the NFL talent and prospects, but um, how are you an honor student, dude, as a D1 athlete? Uh, how'd that work out? What was your major? It's the number one party school in America. It was yeah. named a couple years ago while you were there. I, I, that's dedication. I don't know if I could do it. I know. Uh, yeah, I was a finance major at Delaware. Graduated in three and a half years. I graduated last this time last year. 
in three and a half. So, I mean, I don't know. You just, like, get your work done. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that's, that's what I tell, like, any of the younger guys on the team who would ask me. They're like, yeah, how do you do it? I'm just like, if you got an assignment, just get it done. Like, just hand it in. Study. A lot of guys don't study. Just study. Yeah. You know, you'll get a good, good grade and, like, reach out to the teacher and they'll help you out. They won't fail yeah. you. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't – it was tough at times, like, coming back from travel games and having to study for, like, a finance game finance test or an economics test that's just yeah. like the last thing you want to do so but i mean it wasn't too bad i made it through just that work hard that work hard play hard mentality to get your stuff done and and then either hit the gym or hit practice and, and keep it going yeah. hit the bars yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Bush, um, what's a, yeah you know you know some of the spots ask him what his favorite spot was out of the out of the, the list yeah, so Vinny, as a as a fellow blue head with you there, um, actually we sound like we we're on the same schedule there, graduation wise. Um, yeah. I finished three and a half years as well. Um, you took the Division One football route. I took the Division One mascot route. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you're UD. Yeah, yeah. No blue for a couple years. They don't release that until like graduation, right? Uh, yeah, unless you tell people, which I did. So that's not good. <laughs> um, so you were, you were catching touchdowns. He was dancing on the sideline like a fool. Yeah. You were in the weight room. He was at Mickey D's grabbing a grabbing a double cheeseburger. But it, it's all the same. It all it all it all comes down to wash. It's all the same. Yeah, it all evens out. <laughs> um, yo, so I mean, at the end of the day, I guess you know I gotta ask you what your what your spot was on Main Street, dude. I mean, Main Street, Newark's got some good spe- good good yeah. spots. But uh, what what was your go to? I gotta go with uh, Kate's ten times out of ten. Kate's nachos, nachos yeah. from Kate's. For food or like drink, drinks and food. Yeah, drinks and food. I gotta go with Kate's. I mean, if I want a nice meal, I'm going to Taverna. That's yeah. Awesome. But uh, I mean, I love Kate's. I love their food, their environment, and uh, yeah, it's one. Of my, it's probably my favorite spot. Uh, no, no, we don't do any free ads on the podcast. So Kate's, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> you have to pay for that. Um, yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Dude, my, my spot was always Deer Park, man. Uh, I, I love that train going by the townies. Yeah, I lo- I've been there a few times. I went to a couple wing nights and a couple Tuesday nights, but um, it's fun for sure, Hefe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tuesday nights, Tefe. Dude, they also uh, they have pitchers at Deer Park now. That's dangerous. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's get back to uh, let's get back to the uh, football talk here. Um, but, dude, I mean, with all this talent coming out of UD, like you mentioned previously, we have all these guys that are from our alma mater going to the NFL. I mean, Troy Reader, Nazir Adderley are just two big names that were in what they're both in your grade, right? Yeah, Troy was my roommate actually. That's sick. All right, cool. So I have, a, I have a question to ask you about him uh, in a little bit here. Um, but, I mean, these guys are both Delaware alums that made uh, starting spots on the NFL team. So you got to have some stories going up against, like, Adderley in practice. Um, yeah. give, us your, give us your best story against Adderley, and then we'll get to Reader in a minute. Um, well, just Adderley, he just – he can hit. That kid can hit. So, like, one time, like, whenever you got to go crack Nas, like, it's when at the receiver position, you know, you – if you're the boundary receiver, which the Z receiver is sometimes on like boundary runs, um, Nas was that safety on that side, and you got to go down and crack him. And I'll never forget this one time in training camp. Uh, it was probably last year, I think, because I, I was never like I. Was, I'll never forget this one. I don't know why this one stuck out because me and him like we're always going against each other. But this time in training camp, I had to go down and and crack, and he was trying to fill the run, so it was like a car crash, like right right behind the D lineman and like hitting Nas is like hitting a cement wall. Like he just doesn't, his legs just stick in the ground and he drives back up to, he like got me under my jaw and I was like, 
damn, he like knocked the air out of me completely. And I was like, oof, this kid's yes. going. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, that's pretty wild. I couldn't imagine. I mean, this guy's a, I mean, I think he might be hurt right now in the NFL, but at one point he was a, you know, second round draft pick out of Delaware to be, um, you know, what was he, safety or cornerback? He was one of the two, right? Uh, he was a corner to start at Delaware. Then, right. they, then they moved into safety his last few years. Right. So, I mean, this guy's NFL caliber talent, and you just took a full blunt yeah. <laughs> force hit right to the chest, yeah. to the jaw from this yeah. guy. And that's so. like, a, and that's, that's training camp. That's, that's what, yeah, August? It's like, just, it it's just like, you know, going in there, when Nas is on that side and you have to go in and crack the safety, it's going to be a big collision. But that one, he, like, he got under me and, I, like, knocked the wind out of me. I was like, Ugh. Right. So it, was, uh, it was definitely a good one. But that's probably the one that sticks out the most. But he, right. just, he, he has a presence on the field. He's a hawk. Yeah. That's, that's sick. That's so sick. Especially that, you know, you got to play directly up against them. Um, and, yeah. you know, with your aspirations to get to the NFL, um, I think that's sick. You know, it's a good little track yeah. record, a good little experience to have. Um, all right, let's get the reader. Let's get, let's get to the linebacker here. This, yeah. guy's a, this guy's an absolute beast. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but I believe he's a Penn State transfer. The guy's yeah, yeah. just an absolute animal. And I think he's a starter now for the L.A. Rams. Yeah, like, yeah. Pretty crazy. You, you roomed with him. Yeah, yeah. His first start was with the uh, against the Seahawks. I think they lost in a close game a few weeks ago. It was like Thursday night game or something. And uh, he led the NFL in tackles mm-hmm. that, for that entire week, which is pretty crazy. And it was his first start. So, like, I was That's like, sick. when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, it, he, here he goes again. But, like, when people in the NFL see it, they don't really know who he is yet. But all along in college, he had, he had days like that regularly, 17 tackle games. And he's just it's insane. Yeah, he's just. Yeah. You can hit, <laughs> dude. That I mean, the kid's an absolute beast. I remember going to games, and I'd be like, I would hate to be the guy going up against him. Um, so I, I'm just curious again. I mean, what's your what's your craziest story you got with Reader on the field as an offense guy going up against one of the heavy hitters of a linebacker, <laughs> Troy Reader? Yeah, uh, I think I got one. Uh, yeah, this was Troy. I was running you know, like a shallow crosser, and he was like dropping into coverage. I think he was a middle linebacker, so he drops a little. Uh, after the snap of the ball, I was running like a shallow cross five yards, like basically right in front of his face. And they're allowed to put their hands on you. And I like ran in front, like ran in front of him, running my shallow cross. He just like shoved me and I completely, my feet were off the ground. I got long chaired. <laughs> just with like, his hands. Like it wasn't even a full force tackle. It was just to give you a little, like, little right? check, a little bump. Just, yeah, just a check. He just completely decleated me. <laughs> that's crazy what, is that like do? Do, you go, do you go back home that night and you're just like troy what the fuck man yeah you look like an idiot in practice like, bro dude, you got me good at that play and like we laugh about it like we even laugh about it after like i'll like he'll hit me i'll be on the ground i'll be like damn and i'll look up, <laughs> look up at him and i'll laugh but and, yeah he he did that a lot of times like i wasn't the only one when, when you watch the film with some of our games that he does that to at least a couple people a game so that's sick. so bad so that hit, would you equate that hit to like being yard sale in lacrosse? Is that like a yard sale equivalent? Oh, yeah. yeah. You just like, you don't even like really see it coming. Like you have your momentum going one way and then your feet are totally off the ground. It's just. <laughs> yeah. You probably, got both, you, you probably got both those guys back, right? A couple of times in practice. Yeah. I'm oh, sure. yeah. You got any, you got any good, you got any good practice touchdown hero uh, moments against those guys or, uh, I mean, did you take Troy out of his shoes with a move at all? I don't have any like I don't really remember like anything specific that I did I remember specific things like that guys have done against me but like sometimes usually like I don't even realize who's guarding me 
and like I just yeah. like go out and do it's it. It's nothing but a, it's nothing but a thing. You're just yeah, right. It's supposed to happen. Like I'll I'll do stuff and I don't really realize who's guarding me like at the time unless I turn around after the play. That's but, a that's a modest man right there. He's he, yeah. I, we all know he's got some stories. <laughs> he's just not dishing them out. We all know. Um, all right, so I guess uh, we'll move on here and we'll get to um, your outlook for UD football, man. Like they're continuing to pump out NFL caliber talent like at mm-hmm. all times. Is UD becoming the Alabama of FCS football <laughs> in that regard? I mean, dude, they have Gannon, they have Flacco, they have Bilal Nichols and the Bears, they have Nagy, Reader, Adam. I mean, dude, you like they have everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I wouldn't say we're back at Alabama yet. We used to be, that's for sure, but we're inching our way back slowly. I mean, I think the program's headed in the right direction with everything they're doing. Like Danny Rocco, I, I mean, I love him. He was a head coach. I think he's a great coach and will hang around for a while. Uh, Chrissy, the new athletic director, she's awesome. I mean, her first two years, we're already having stadium renovations and a brand new facility. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's going in the right direction. We just got to. It's not right back where it was back in like 2003 and like the years like that. I mean, everyone always talks about that. And we wanted to make it happen in my time there. It's just, it's tough. It's hard to win. So, I mean, it was fun, but uh, it's definitely heading in the right direction. It's heading up. It's, I don't think it's going to head down at all. It's so the direction's up and on. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, and then and last question for me before we head back to Dave's uh, uh, interrogation here. But um, how often do these uh, NFL alumni come back to support you guys? Like, do how long do you how often do you see Flacco or Gannon or any of those guys? I mean, Gannon comes back a lot. He's probably the biggest regular there. Um, but I mean, they're always they're always there. I mean, I've seen all the guys playing in the NFL right now come back to at least practices on their bye week. If they're there, they're they're always coming back, and, which is pretty cool. Uh, Flacco has been there. I mean, they've all really been there. It's just whenever they can get out, it's tough during the football season. But they might come out in the spring, the spring ball. So it's cool, like all the names that roll through there. You like sort of forget they were once your teammate, and the next thing you know, they're like on ESPN making plays. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So moving moving forward, I guess you know you graduate, senior season ends, and uh, everybody you know in either Delaware folks or, or local South Jersey folks are watching the news about uh, getting invited to two rookie camps. Yeah. You went to camp with the uh, rookie camp with the skins and then, uh, and with the Raiders, the one cool thing, man, is I saw, uh, I saw a tweet from Brian Baldinger, Baldinger, um, where he tweeted out a, a little video of you, man. And a comparison to Adam Thielen, which I absolutely love. Bush and I have this argument all the time about Thielen as a receiver in the league. I mean, I think the guy is top five, like in the league, which is kind of a stretch. We fight about it all the time, but that's an amazing comparison for you. Is that somebody that you, you know, kind of not idolize, but see yourself as moving forward in football? Yeah, you know, a funny story about Adam, like me and him actually have the same agent. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So my agent, Blake Barrett, is based out of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and that's Adam's agent. So, like, I mean, I don't, I feel like he wouldn't take me on if, like, right. If yeah, yeah. he didn't see something. No, I, I hear the comparison a lot, not only like just the body type, but I mean, it definitely is cool because since I've been in college and since he's been in the NFL, uh, I've definitely followed him a lot. And I know a lot about his story. He's a small school guy, even smaller than Delaware. So when you hear stories like that, I mean, who's to tell who can't make it. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that is pretty cool. And especially having the agent, same agent as him and same guy going to bat for me that he does. is pretty cool. That's interesting. That's all. That's actually awesome. Is there anybody else in the league that you kind of either current or, or, you know, recent, you know, while we were growing up watching that you kind of, I don't know, 
wanted to model your game after or just at least, you know, kind of idolize that you wanted to get to that point? Well, when I was a kid, probably, like, my idol was Wes Welker from the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was, like, the small guy. And I, I used to be the small guy. Like, I was always the small guy. So that's why I liked him, I think, because I was always called the small guy. Right. And then, uh, I always sort of try to model my game after him. And the next thing you know, like, I hit a growth spurt. I'm, like, 6'1". I'm not the small guy anymore, really. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I have the same game at, as him right now. But, but that's somebody you looked up yeah, to and, and you watched, like, like yeah. yeah. I love them. So, yeah, he's my favorite. It wasn't hard catching balls from uh, TB12, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. But, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that would be nice, right? Yeah, I know. I wish. <laughs> so, how was, so how was rookie camp? I mean, we know, you know, things kind of, you know, maybe you could have went differently for you, but it was an awesome experience. I mean, you, which one was first? I, I didn't get to see the kind of the timeline of it, but how did that all go about? I mean, what do you, you get a call? Your agent calls you saying that the skins want to see you. How does that all work out? Yeah. Well, I was in, uh, well, the day the draft ended, the third day of the draft, I got uh, contacted by the Raiders to be in their mini camp. Yeah. So that was, I guess, a Saturday. And then the mini camp, they flew me out to Oakland on a Thursday morning or Friday morning. Yeah. And then it, was, it was until Sunday, and they flew me back back to Philly on um, that Sunday. So it was like three days in Gruden. I had both the Gruden brothers at uh the Redskins, yeah. And the Raiders, Raiders was first though, and uh, that was a good experience. It was definitely tough. I mean, John Gruden definitely runs a tight ship out there in um in uh, Oakland, and it was a pretty tough three days. I mean, we were up early, meetings, walkthroughs. It was like it was honestly like training camp, and it yeah. was cool. Like, and you're competing with some guys that are, I mean, already drafted, obviously. Already drafted, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's pretty cool. And uh, I think I did really well there. It's just, I mean, if you're only on a rookie minicamp invite, it's it's tough. Right. They only have so you know everybody has so many spots. How close was John Gruden to that experience? I mean, is he is he right there front and center oh, the entire time? Yeah, hands on. He's in the huddle and everything. I mean, it's is he just like you see him on TV or Hard Knocks? Is he oh, is right. he just? Like... Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. He doesn't change. Any experiences with him? Like, I mean, you know, you don't have to go too in depth, but any experiences with him one on one that you picked up something that was, you know, you, you took that from that experience, or was it more with the other coaches or, or players? Um, I mean, Gruden, like you said, I mean, he's just just like it was what you saw on TV. So I was like, it's pretty cool to see in person. Um, yeah. But yeah, the position coach I had out there, he was really cool, down to earth. Nice. Yeah, it was it was cool. They're all cool. Well, what was that like throwing on a you know an NFL team's helmet for the first time? I mean, was that was that a surreal experience walking in the Raiders the Raiders you know yeah. facility and throwing on throwing on the uh, the silver and black? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Just to like you're in the NFL locker room and everything, and just throwing it all on. But yeah, it was cool at first, but you sort of can't really let that. No, it's, it's supposed to become a normal thing. Yeah. It's supposed to become a normal thing. Yeah, once you hit that field, I mean, it's just football, so you just gotta can't let the moment get too big, I guess. Of course, yeah. that's with that's with anything. So then you uh, you come back to Philly. Um, yeah. What's the what was the process then with I guess his his brother or his his brother Jay, right? What's what's the yeah. process there? So I actually wasn't invited to Washington originally. Okay, I was sitting on my couch that Thursday. I got a call on my phone from Washington. They're like, "Hey, how quickly can you get here?" I was like, "I'll hop in my car right now," because I I was living at like in Cherry Hill at the time. And the Redskins called, so I was like, yeah, I'll just get my car right now. I'll drive down. So I drove down to D.C., did mini camp with them. And, yeah, so it was pretty cool. Last minute, now, I was expecting to. 
were yeah. you i mean you obviously were training you you were still you know training or whatnot so you, yeah. you weren't that was, wasn't too much of a shock right i mean at least for, your, like, for yourself like you get you're sitting there you get a call from the nfl team and they say hey get here and i'm like all right yeah i just got my car and just drove there you drive to tennessee that night if they called you yeah like, you'd be out of there yeah, they were gonna they said they were gonna get me a flight out of philly i was like by the time i did that i could drive there yeah like so i just drove they gotta love to see that yeah, speaking of speak, speaking of Philly, you you uh you did a little thing there with them too, didn't you? Yeah, to work out with them before the draft. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Cool. I guess we're going backwards. But yeah, but how? Would, thanks for bringing that up, Bush. How was that whole pre-draft process? Were, were there you know a ton of workouts, ton of interviews? I know we always hear about like you know GMs or, or coaches coming to like to talk to players and just kind of get their pick their brain a little bit. Did you have a ton of that or? Um, I really didn't have too much of that. I mean, I trained did most of my pro day training at um. XPE Sports in Boca Raton. So that's where I'm training right now. Okay. I'm in Jupiter, and I'm training in Boca Raton at XPE Sports. They, they're, like, world-renowned for, like, their combine testing and all that kind of stuff. And even, like, uh, off-season NFL player training. So a lot of guys in there, like, are pros or trying to become pro and whatever sport. So it's pretty cool doing that. And I was there for about three and a half months, and I was training then. I had pro day and then once after your pro day that's when all this stuff sort of starts to like the workouts and stuff and talking to scouts so but honestly for me i really didn't have too many like they're they were talking all like the huge school guys like all the all the guys who are going early in the draft so i didn't really have too much of that but here's what it is it's awesome, an awesome experience for you, and I'm sure it's just building to to something bigger here in the future. So what's uh what's what's on the on the list now? I know we saw some some XFL news come through, um, possibly in another league. What's the kind of where you at now, and, and what's uh what's next, man? Well, hopefully uh, by December third, that's when minicamp for the XFL starts. I'm on the team there. So other than that, I'm just staying in shape, playing football, I'm just hanging out down here, playing so, golf. Yeah, playing golf. <laughs> Yeah, so I train in the mornings and and do whatever in the afternoon. Probably gonna start once Roy leaves. I mean, it's more football in, but yeah, that's what I'm. He, so, so he wants he wants to tee it a little more than uh, than than have you train. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was just texting him. I was like, "Yo," I was like, "Don't you have a job right now?" And he's like, "He's like, oh yeah, man. He's like, I'm doing some training right now. He's like, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> he's standing right there, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's classic." Um, yeah. Yeah, man, that's 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 awesome for you guys. Yo, Vinny, we really appreciate you coming on the pod and talk with us, man. It's been a blast. Um, hopefully, we can get you on maybe when you're on a uh, NFL or XFL team next yeah, time. Yeah, I right? hope so. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, yeah definitely, man, definitely. Man. I I think it's gonna happen. I'm excited for it and uh, excited you came on. This was this was great. Uh, our biggest guest today, and uh, we're all rooting for you for sure, man. So, uh, yo, Bush, we gotta give him some free uh, some free parking gear. Yeah, we have absolutely. To. We, we absolutely have to. Yeah, we have like we have like those training shirts too, dude. If he rips oh, that yeah. at, at his training facility, that would be something. That would be yeah. sick. Oh that yeah, would be sick. Head down. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. We'll we'll get we'll get your address. We'll give it to Roy or something. We'll get it down to you. But uh, yeah, cool. man. Appreciate it as always. Uh, and we'll be uh, we'll be in touch, man. Good luck with everything. Right. Sounds good. Thank you guys very much. Awesome. Thanks, Buddy. Later, Dude. man. Steve's what an interview that was, man. I mean, the stories. The timeline, his his career from youth to getting NFL and XFL tryouts and potentially being on a team. Um, this guy's a free agent right now, but you know what? It doesn't even matter. This guy's got the the name. He's got the story. He's going somewhere, dude. He's definitely going somewhere.
Yeah, man, we're always uh, we're always looking for free agents on the free parking team. Maybe uh, maybe we sign them. I don't know if we can we can uh, fit fit it on our cap, but uh, we'll talk to we'll talk to the numbers guy, FEP Mead, and uh, we'll figure that one out. Absolutely. So, without further ado, listeners, you you get back to back. You get prime time interview, and you get the shit you don't say for this week. And mm-hmm. I have one for you. So you got David, it again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. It's- so it's back to back uh sids from uh from me here uh Deves, this one is going right back at you my friend um so every sunday during this eagles uh away game stretch it's been about 3 weeks um we've been going to fpp bryce's house uh to watch 7 hours of commercial free football on the nfl red zone um it's absolutely awesome we get the whole crew together and we just sit there and make videos and we're in tears laughing the whole time so Deaver, um, obviously is very busy schedule. This guy always has, he's always in a meeting and this guy's got a flight planned for uh, early Monday morning. So it just so happens that Sunday night, last Sunday was the sports equinox happens once a year. You get NFL, MLB, NHL, and, uh, and did I say NBA already? You get all four of those in one night, dude. And, and this guy's got a 6 a.m. flight Monday morning. So we're talking to him. We're like, dude, Deeves, you, you, you can't be doing this, dude. You, you got to hang out, stay over, do whatever you can. Um, yeah, you just can't have a flight at 6 a.m. So he goes, all right, all right. So he looks into it. He's making phone calls, terrible service in Bryce's basement. So the, the calls keep dropping, and it's just an absolute nightmare. So then he, he finally gets a hold, reschedules his flight, or and, and before he finalizes the flight reschedule, he he looks at us dead, dead, dead serious, completely serious, and puts his <laughs> phone on mute, puts the TV on mute, pitch, pitch quiet in the basement. And he goes, hey, boys, um, just want to let you know, uh, if I'm rescheduling my flight, uh, we're definitely going to film a TikTok tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we all look at him and we're all like, you didn't just say that, right? And, uh, and Bryce what did you knows- just say? Bryce, no joke. Bryce got up and walked out of the basement. He was so upset. <laughs> no, I think I think you guys told me go ahead and book that flight. Go ahead and keep yeah. that flight. Don't, don't change your flight. You know what? You know what? Get get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Matter matter of fact, we were. You said that, and we all just we all looked. You were like, you said that, and then I think Jim, like out of the out of the rafters, hits you with a, you know what? Keep the flight for six a.m. on Monday morning. <laughs> Uh, we did not film one though. We did not yes. film one. Long story short, I tried to film one. I tried to film one. I tried so bad to film one, dude. That song is so fire. It's the uh, it's the woe song. It's the woe song, and I think I think the crew, dude, the crew with the woe song. You're not helping your case, my friend. You are not helping your case. <laughs> You're trying to create a TikTok with the woe song. No, come on, it's fire. It's not it's fire. I'm not doing it. Wait, nope. get right here. Why are we on the nope. podcast? Dude, it's so good. Ready? Whoa. Dude. Looking at your drip. Whoa. Dude. I'm killing that. Whoa. Swinging side to side and I'm killing that. Whoa. Then your girl's so fine. Come on, guys. All right, all right, I'm done. All right, I'm done. I'm done. We got more stuff to do. We got more stuff to do. Come on, come on. We got more stuff to do. Yeah, dude, I wanted to do a woe video. We were all there in the basement, the whole gang. I mean, what's so much to ask for us to do a woe video together? I think I think the fans would love to see it. Oh, thank God I came back in time for you to be done with that. Whew. Uh, yeah, so that was my one condition. Uh, I figured it out. We, we didn't go. Um, you know what? This is going to lead me to one quick thing. One quick thing can we finish off with? Uh, I figured out over the past uh, I don't know, week here. I absolutely hate, 
hate calling 1-800 numbers to ch- like call centers in general. Help centers, call centers. I hate them. Absolutely hate them. What's your story? What's your story? I, I don't want to dive into it, dude. I, I, let's just say I, I had to call Spirit Airlines. Let's just leave it at that. Let's yeah. just leave Oop. it at that. That's, That's all I need to say. That's all Oops, I need to quote. say. Ooh, ooh, can I talk about Spirit Airlines, though, in a bright light, in a bright light? This is actually, this is, this is, I don't know, it's just a good story. So I'm on my flight down here, right? I had to change my flight, so I didn't have a seat. I got into 6F, which I'm a window guy. I'm a window seat guy, absolutely love it. Um, and while I booked it, there was an open seat remaining in the middle. I get in my seat, somebody sits down uh, on the aisle. There's one seat between us. The aisle person, let's just say, is a little larger. Totally fine. Totally fine because I have the aisle seat between us. I'm 6'6", so usually I book emergency exit or first class, which is not a big deal. I'm not really. I only want to get the points upgrades. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm like, perfect. I'm so groovy. I still got the whole seat in between me. I have a, you know, a two-hour flight to Florida. I'll be totally fine. All of a sudden, the plane starts to fill up, and one of the last people to get on the plane, wouldn't you know, gets to sit in between us. And they're also a little bit bigger. Oh my God! I could, I, 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 I could have screamed. We all sit down in our seats. I try to get comfortable. I'm. It's not them. It's me. I mean, if 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 a if a petite, you know, if Jim sat next to me, I'd still be uncomfortable. I was gunning on that seat being open next to me. If Jim sat next to me, I'd be screaming for help. I need that extra seat. Um, so I was all cramped up, like tucked in the corner, terrified to to fly for two hours. Honestly, I th- I thought I'd probably order a couple cocktails and pass out. But as the boarding door closes, the flight attendant comes on the loudspeaker. And I thought he was going to start reading us, uh, you know, how to get a life vest out and how to pull an oxygen mask down. But he says, he says, we have one first class seat available. Would anybody like to upgrade for $50? Please, please. My hand shot up so freaking fast. Your head would spin if you were sitting next to me. I would have spent... $200 $200 that night. I would spend 200 bucks at least on upgrading my seat. And I stormed out of there so G-damn fast and got up to first class for 50 bucks and cruised the entire way here to sunny Florida. And it bought you one more inch of legroom on a Spirit Airlines flight. No, no. They're bigger. They're, they're definitely bigger. And nobody was sitting next to me. There's actually... We can cut this out if we want to, but there's actually a really good – some people say there's there's two schools of thought. One is never fly first class, never fly first class, never spend the money on first class because, you know, especially when you get like, I don't know, bigger in business, like what, why spend the money and, and, and waste that when you can like suffer a little bit but make out in the long run fiscally. There's another thought though. There's another story of always buy a first class seat because you never know who you're going to meet in first class. And – Last night, I had an awesome conversation with an ex-military guy who I didn't really figure out what he did because I didn't dive into it too much. But this guy seemed legit. Um, and yeah, you never know who you're going to meet. So you know, if you want to upgrade to first class, if you get an offer for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, maybe do it because you never know. I met a guy that worked for Apple one time. So anyway, that's, that's, that's my flight story. I hope you... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was a soft ending to episode 20. We don't want to keep that in there if we don't want to. But. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you, as always, for chiming in and joining us for episode 20. It is the 
what is it, Dees? I mean, how long? 20 weeks worth of filming podcasts. It's been unbelievable, dude. It's been and you it's been st- last. You know what's even more unbelievable that we've been doing it for this long is that you still say filming even though it's an audio-based platform. <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh, dude, I, 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 you know what? I'm never changing. I'm never changing. No. No, don't. Don't don't ever don't change for me. Don't ever no. change. Be yourself. No. That's that, that's what this whole thing's about. It's about our takes. It's about the listeners. It's about uh, it's about Gordo sitting in his pitch black room and uh, and just kind of chiming in here and there. <laughs> hey, all right, everybody. Thanks for an awesome episode twenty. Thank you to Vinny. Uh, I hope to have him on the podcast again soon. And uh, we're out of here. Oh, 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 Don't let me forget, uh, Deaver. Tomorrow is your last day to shave for a whole month, so you better uh, start start raising a rate tomorrow. Good call, Jim. All right, it's all right. Thirty first. One condition, I want to do hard hard shave. So let me get back. I get back on Friday. Let me do hard shave. I'll have my electronic. I want to, I want to get That's down fine. to the bone. What? Yo, no, 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 yo, no. Yo, Scruffy McGruff over there. Relax, all right, Shaggy? All right, I'll let you do it. Wait, there's <laughs> got to be a razor you can get from the hotel. Yes. You're telling me you can, you can room Dude, service a, a thing of Moscato and a, and a surfing <laughs> turf, but you they can't don't have a razor? razor? If I have to room service anything right now, it's 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 toothpaste for tomorrow morning. I ran out. Not a razor. Unbelievable. Toothpaste and a razor. All right, that's it. Episode twenty out on the twenty-one. Hit it, Nate. Hit it, Fergie. All the time I turn around, brothers gather around. Always looking at me up and down, looking at me. I just wanna say it now. I ain't trying to round up drama, little mama. I don't wanna take it, man. And I know I'm coming off just a little bit conceited, and I keep on repeating how the boys wanna eat it, but I'm trying to tell that I can't be treated like clientele. They say she delicious, but I ain't promiscuous. And if you were suspicious, all that shit is fictitious. I blow kisses that puts them boys on rock, rock, and they be lining down the block just to watch what I got.